A Radio 191 FM podcast. So it is time for the deep dive. This is the segment where I go into depth on one album or artist. This time we're looking at The Move. So they're a British band. They are sort of psychedelic, well, definitely psychedelic rock, from the sort of mid to late 60s and, I get, well, early 70s. They actually broke up in 1972. Well, they didn't so much break up as they ended up transitioning into the Electric Light Orchestra, which you, I assume most listeners have heard of. So the band was together from 1965 to 1972. In that time, they had nine top 20 singles in the UK in five years. Uh, the original leader and founder of the group was bassist Chris Kethard, but for most of their career, the main leader of the band and songwriter and and several songs lead singer was Roy Wood, who's a guitarist, singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist extraordinaire. He can play a lot of instruments. Um, as far as far as I've seen and read about, he can play between recorder, like properly play recorder, not just a not your primary school recorder playing, uh, guitar, bass. He can sing uh, cello um, and other sort of assorted orchestral instruments. Um, the original lineup was Bev Bevan on drums, Chris Kethard on bass and vocals, um, Carl Wayne was the lead vocalist or main vocalist, um, Roy Wood played guitar and vocals, and Trevor Burton also played guitar and vocals. But their final lineup, so this is a lineup for their last two albums, was Bev Bevan on drums, Roy Wood, guitar and lots of other stuff, and Jeff Lynn, who you may know, because he's quite famous. Um, on guitar um, and bass and piano and lots of other stuff. Roy Wood and Jeff Lynne were both writing songs in their last two albums, and um, they transitioned into ELO because the reason Jeff Lynne joined is because Roy Wood had suggested they start its band with more an eclectic mix of instruments, such as you know orchestral instruments, strings, oboes, woodwind. I mean, oboes are woodwind, but yeah. Um... So he joined on the condition that they would break up the move, but they ended up keeping the move together for a bit longer because they were a, a guaranteed hit maker at this time. Um, or at least that's how the record label saw it. And they actually used the move to sort of fund the transition and formation of ELO. Um, Kethard, who formed the move and, uh, and was their original leader, was kicked out in 1968 due to personal problems within the band and uh, ex- increasing drug use. Um, Wayne quit, Carl Wayne, who was their original lead singer, quit in 1970, one month before the release of their album Shazam, and uh, Lynn, Jeff Lynn joined after this album. Looking On was uh, a, another album released in uh, 1970. It was intended to be the last move album, but uh, Message from the Country in 1971 ended up being their last album, which was um, pretty interesting because... They recorded this in 1971, and they were recording this at the f- same time as the first ELO, Electric Light Orchestra album, and sometimes even in the same sessions, they'd, uh, they'd go from recording a, a Move song to an Electric Light Orchestra song, which is, uh, I think, pretty pretty neato, as the kids say. Um, yeah, I just think they're a really cool band. They've got a lot of great writing. Roy Wood is a super, super underrated songwriter. Um, he only was in ELO for one album, but he was also recently inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with uh, Jeff Lynne and Beth Bethan, I believe, 
and the original lineup of ELO, which is cool to see that he's getting some recognition. We're going to kick it off tonight with Night of Fear, which is, I believe it was their first single, but it was all, at the very least, it was their first hit. It went to number two in the UK. Um, it was released at the end of 1966. And it's really cool. Um, if nothing else, uh, Roy Wood is probably one of the most literate songwriters out there and by literate i just mean he has such great knowledge of you know both classical and contemporary music and he, he melds it in such an interesting way the main riff and the bassline and the chorus of night of fear are both sort of borrowed or derived from uh, tchaikovsky's uh, 1812 overture if you don't know tchaikovsky is um an awesome uh classical composer um yeah and it's got like all this four-part harmony vocals, very cool. It's almost got sort of Beatles-esque, um, maybe even doo-wop, I guess you could describe it as, sort of um, backing vocals um, and parts of the chorus. Uh, yeah, it's just really cool. Um, Kethard sings uh, one line or two lines, just about to flip your mind, just about to trip your mind in the chorus, but Carl Wayne sings the rest. Yeah, and his cool, like, imitation of bass lines and... Uh, bass and guitar sort of imitating each other's melodic lines and stuff but yeah it's it's a very cool song so let's kick it off night of fear by the move you're listening to radio one monday night psych the deep dive Yeah. 
That was Flowers in the Rain by The Move. That was uh, their next big single. and reached number two on the UK charts. And it's real lush. I, I love the uh, the, orchestral instru- um, the orchestral arrangement on this song. When I first listened to it, I almost thought some of those high woodwinds were like um, synths. Because they, they, always, they always give that sort of synthy sound because they're just sort of lush and awesome. Fun fact is that... Um, the assistant producer on that song was Tony Visconti, who you may know produced a lot of David Bowie's stuff, and he produced a lot of T-Rex's stuff, particularly Electric Warrior, which has got a lot of lush orchestral, well, I don't know about lush, but uh, cool orchestral arrangements throughout that album. But yeah, I know, it's just a very cool song. Um, it's got very psychedelic lyrics, obviously. I'm just sitting watching Flowers in the Rain. And then another thing I love about the move is they have just such cool sounding um, I guess rhythm guitar it's very sort of sharp and it sticks out and while they're just playing chords I just feel it works so well to contrast their usual sort of I'm going to use the word lush again their lush sort of arrangements other places but um, yeah it's just a really cool song Um, so those are their first two hits Night of Fear and Flowers in the Rain and they're definitely cool songs but you can hear they're sort of a bit dated, I guess. They, they sound of the air. Um, coming up next, we're going to look at Blackberry Way, which was their only number one hit, but um, it's such a good song. It was written by Roy Wood. You know, it's got these big thumping drums. Um, there's a cool live version of the song, and I definitely recommend checking it out online on YouTube. And um, you can see, I think it's on top of the pops, and the, the drummer is using these big sort of thick mallet things instead of, you know, normal drumsticks, and it gives this real pounding sort of bassy sound to it um you know and obviously this is a studio version so it's got all these cool strings on it as well and they're really sinister sounding they almost remind me of the james bond theme but they're very cool dark sort of sounding strings um in the bridge there's this really cool uh baroque sounding harpsichord riff and it's this descending like um scale like pattern um, I almost thought it was on the guitar, but I'm fairly sure it's on the harpsichord. And the person who played harpsichord on the song was um, uh, also involved in the Electric Light Orchestra's first album, which is neat. So you can see the, the links between these two bands are pretty sort of uh, close. Um, the bass playing on this song, it's a chunky sort of um, octavey bass riff. It's very cool. And then there's really good harmonies. Both... Um, 
Carl Wayne and Roy Wood are singing lead on the song, and it's just, it's cool. You can see why this became their number one hit. And while it's not as sort of a poppy, or I guess it's poppy, but it's it's definitely much more dark than their, their usual sort of tone, or at least their previous tone when you compare it to Night of Fair and Flowers of the Rain. But yeah, it's a really awesome song, and uh, yeah, let's check it out. Blackberry Way by The Move. You're listening to The Deep Dive on Radio 1, Monday Night Psych, 9 to 11 p.m.
There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. A diverse team of student supporters were brought together to help students become something more. When students needed it, peer support could help them with our skills, knowledge and experience. We can help you with most things like homesickness, questioning your gender or sexuality, stresses like studying or flatting, difficulty making friends or even a personal or professional crisis. Whatever the reason, OUSA Peer Support Service is here for you. Pop in and chat to them at 5 Ethel Benjamin Place or email help at ousa.org.nz. Show shirt. <coughs> you boys want a dart? Ugh, gross. Ditch the darts. You should come with us to Shosha. They're basically New Zealand's vape and hookah specialist with an amazing selection of vapes, mods, pens and pods, batteries, the lot. They've got everything shisha and ask about the new heat not burn smoking alternative. Shosha, now in South Dunedin at 197 King Edward Street and City Centre at 14 Hanover Street. Open seven days a week, strictly R18. OUSA Recreation have a ton of cool short courses running throughout semester that students, staff and the general public can take to spice up their lives. What did you learn how to do at University of Otago? How to fill in a ledger or to write essays real good? What about spicing up your academic endeavours by learning a new language or how to cook the food of another culture? Why not mix it up with belly dancing or car maintenance? There is a huge range of classes on offer, but limited spaces available. So check out the range and sign up for the course you want from the OUSA website, ousa.org.nz forward slash recreation. That was Blackberry Way by The Move, which was their only number one hit. Um, they had lots of number twos and threes and stuff, but that was their big hit, so to speak. And it, it's really awesome. It's it's a, such a cool song. Um allegedly, according to Wikipedia, so I don't know how much I can trust this, the song was inspired by Penny Lane by the Beatles, which I can't really hear. But, regardless, it's a cool song. Up next, we're going to be listening to Curly, which is um, the last single that Carl Wayne sang on. Um, it's definitely one of my favourite songs. It's such a unique song, and it doesn't quite sound like other songs or other singles from this from from its era, uh, it was written by Wood, but it only went to number 12, so it's a bit of a, a, a commercial disappointment, I guess, compared to their previous sort of string of hits. Um, and it uses the recorder. Um, I don't know if he... I have no idea if he did this when they recorded it, but there is a, there's a video or a live version um, of them playing this song, and uh, Roy Wood is playing two recorders in his mouth at the same time, which I thought was pretty neat. So I, I, I wonder if he did that while recording. But um, very cool, regardless. Um, it has this really... I, I love this in songs when they do this, when they have this sort of um, tinny... Not tinny production, but sort of harsher or, or dulled production, and then they it suddenly like switches when the band comes in or another instrument comes in and it gets brighter and more full and it sort of comes out, and I love that switch in production. And this song does this to a certain extent in the intro, because in the intro it's just... Um, it's got some recorder, then it's like acoustic guitar and vocals, and then um, there's like a guitar riff, and a do do do. That was a terrible impression, but something like that. And then um, then the production just sort of opens up, and it sounds so much more spacier. Well, not spacey, but opens up dramatically, and the rest of the band comes in. It's very cool. Um, there's a mellotron on the bridge part of the song, 
and if you don't know a Mellotron's like a sort of synthy thing um, it was used by the Beatles in Strawberry Fields forever if you listen to the intro of that song that's a Mellotron so that's cool neat little uh, tidbit shall we say but yeah um, that's a, that, that's enough uh, ranting and frothing about the song it's very cool um, this is Curly by The Move you're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 1 
that was Brontosaurus by The Move off their album Looking On. It's also released as a single. It's the first single released after the um, after Carl Carl Wayne, the previous lead singer, left the band. That was Roy Wood on vocals. It's such a cool song. It's definitely a massive shift away from their previous like sort of um, poppy psychedelic sound, and it's definitely much heavier. You know, the first sort of half of that song, it's real sort of dun dun dun. You know, like um, slow, heavy bass line. It's almost bluesy in the way you know you get the sort of trading um, trading places between the uh, the vocals and those little cool bluesy guitar riffs. But it's um, super heavy. And then, um, you know, it has that breakdown as those guitar chords and piano chords are dun, 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 and then it, it goes, you know, speeds up, and it's still sort of bluesy, and then the, the that slide guitar comes in, and it's real sort of, like, cool and fast and sort of heavy sounding, and then it just gets fuzzier and heavier from there, and by the end, you know, that guitar, lead guitar is playing so fuzzy, and it's real noisy, and I think it's real cool. You know, it's almost like proto-metal, I guess is how I would describe it. Um, that was one of the, that was the first song that they recorded after Jeff Lynne joined the band, and by that time the band was a trio. It was just Bev Bevan on drums, Roy Wood and Jeff Lynne playing the other instruments and singing vocals and such. Yeah, but it's such a cool song. Um, allegedly, Roy Wood chose to go in such a, you know rapidly different direction you know to show that the band was uh, different from the um quote middle of middle of the road sensibilities of uh carl wayne because he had now left the band so they were going in a heavier um more eclectic direction up next we are going to be looking at do ya which is a song written by jeff lynn it was the moves only sort of hit in the uh in the in the states it only got to 93 so Hit might be a bit of a strong word. It was written by Jeff Lynne in 1971. It would later be recorded by uh, ELO for their 1976 record, A New World Record. That's, uh, well, that's what the album was called, New World Record. Um, it's very cool. And in the same way that Brontosaurus is moving away from that sort of psychedelic pop, it's uh, it's much rawer. It's got slide guitar. And it's got cool harmonies in the chorus. It's um It's got cowbell on the drums. Which is very distinctive. It kind of reminds me of um, Mississippi Queen by Mountain, if you know that song. It starts off with a really distinctive, heavy sort of a cowbell intro. Um, but yeah, it's very cool. Um, it's definitely a shift away, but it's still an awesome song. It's, uh, I believe it has Jeff Lynne on vocals. I actually couldn't find anything out about this. I know Roy Wood shouts a line at the very end, but I can't tell who is singing here. I think it's Jeff Lynn. Um but yeah it's an awesome song do ya by the move this is from well it wasn't released on the album uh their last album which the name of has eluded me but uh it was released as a single at the same time as that album well but after 1972 and yeah cool do ya by the move
That was Do You by the Move. Um, and that was written by Jeff Lynn, who would later become famous through ELO. We've got time for one more song, and it's my favourite song by the Move. It's quite a long song. It's called Cherry Blossom Clinic Revisited. It's called Revisited because on their original album, their debut album, The Move, there was a song called Cherry Blossom Clinic. And it's got similar, I'm the same lyrics even, um, but this version, which was on Shazam, their 1970 first album in 1970, is a lot better, in my opinion. It's so much cooler. It has this uh, cool spoken word intro, um, with finger pick guitar and all these sort of spooky sound effects like um you know doors opening and someone rattling the handle and it has this cool and it's all about mental illness well it's about a man in a psychiatric hospital or ward or whatever you, you want to describe it as um detailing his uh sort of delusions and it's um got this really cool segue into the second section where he goes you know i think i'm going off my you know, Roy Wood sings this, I think I'm going off my, and then Carl Wayne comes back in and he says, head, and it's just like, wow, my my tuneless singing <laughs> completely uh, killed that excitement. But, um, you know, it, it just beautifully segues into this cool, psyche, uh, heavyish sort of um, f- first three minutes. It's got awesome delay sort of effect. I think it's like um, a wah pedal and delay, and he's going like up the fretboard, it's really cool. And then the bass um, and the, the rhythm guitar are playing at the same time. So it's got this wah rhythm guitar, and it's like this bouncy bass. It's like dun 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 dun. And it, it's just really cool. It creates such a cool um, a soundscape, I guess I would say. Um, a wave like riff this is, is uh, what I wrote in my notes, but it, it's very neat. Um, and then it. it goes through this through this sort of uh, psychedelic rock section check out the drums in it as well very heavy and very cool um, and then it segues into this um a third section and it's it's all instrumental and it interpolates all these melodies from like Bach and Tchaikovsky and other sort of classical composers and it's just really neat it's such an awesome song it's about seven minutes long it's definitely worth it um, yeah it's Cherry Blossom Clinic, revisited by Namuth, and this concludes our deep dive for this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. This is their best song. Trust me. Um, yeah, you're listening to Monday Night Psych on Radio 191 FM. Cherry Blossom Clinic, revisited by Namuth. Signed some papers, and that I was I was going to be kept in a bed, um, owing to the state of my mind. And then I found out that the uh, that the authorities had said um, that I'd got to have special food fed to me for my thoughts. Um, and I think it's because well, because I was going off my. Thank you. 
position where I lie from the corner of my eye. Callous friends just pass me by. Doctor pays the visit every day. I keep asking for my dad. They must think I'm going mad. Lift the blankets off my face. Quick before I suffocate. Trying hard to meditate. A letter to the Queen Asking her if she can come to tea
That was Cherry Blossom Clinic Revisited by the Move, and that concludes our deep dive this week. Um, I love that song. It's that second section, the sort of instrumental section. I say instrumental, there's some vocals in there. But um, it's so awesome. It's so technically skilled as well. I, I love hearing the, um, the intricate sort of finger-picking riffs, and then halfway it switches into sort of like fat bass um, uh, this sort of fat bass line which sounds really familiar um, I have no idea what it's from I feel like it must be from something because Roy Wood is uh, notorious for uh, for quoting famous you know, orchestral pieces and stuff but um, it sounds really familiar it's very cool though and um, I love at the end it, it sort of He's he's playing lots of chords and it gets real dense and he plays some real dissonant sounding diminished I believe it is I think it's a diminished chord sounds very cool and it just yeah I think it's a really cool song and I love how it segues between you know, lots of different sections and different sort of sounds and styles all so sort of systematically in one piece very cool This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.